Greetings, folks, and welcome to Good News for the City, the radio broadcast ministry partnership between WAVA Radio and One Heart DC, right here on Life Changing Talk Radio, 105.1 FM, WAVA. My name is Dennis Williams. I'm director of ministry relations for WAVA, and I want to welcome you to today's broadcast. Folks, let me tell you, can I tell you? Yes, I can, because I have the mic. By the way, I can tell you just how excited we get at WAVA and One Heart DC when we find brothers and sisters with the same kind of vision outlook in their ministries that we have, that their vision and mission aligns with ours at WAVA and One Heart DC. And that is absolutely the case today. We are pleased to have the Arlington Bridge Bridge Builders, easy for me to say, right? Arlington Bridge Builders with us today to not only hear from them, but to also use this platform to help others to catch a similar vision and also to learn from our guest and multiply gospel connections in your communities and do this all for the glory of the Father. We call that gospel saturation. So let's talk about it. And of course, you know the drill. Here to get us started, introduce our guest for the day is my good friend, my co-host of Good News for the City, Pastor Brian Bales. Good to see you, brother. Hey, thanks, man. You know, honestly, whenever you give an introduction here for Good News for the City, I always wait a little bit with bated breath till you get to the part where you introduce me to see if I'm still your good friend. So it's good to know as of this or week. Or if I say Brian Bales correctly. Yeah, well, that's a different story for a different time for long-time <laughs> listeners. Uh, but yeah, we are excited today to talk about Arlington Bridge Builders and specifically the mission and uh, what the hope is behind that. And so in studio with us today, we have uh, two people. Uh, First of all, we have Steve King. He's a senior pastor emeritus from Cherrydale Baptist Church. Don't ever tell him he's retired. He is redeployed. He will correct you with that real quickly. Yeah, what Um, does that emeritus mean? Does that mean like he's the best, smartest? It's probably a big word we don't quite understand yet, but he can help us out. Uh, And Carlos Dimas, he is the uh, executive director of Arlington Bridge Builders. Now, I want to stop right now and say that is absolutely the shortest biography I've ever read <laughs> of two people yeah. in the almost two years we've been doing this show. That's for sure. So that yeah. just means that uh, they want to get quick and straight into <laughs> the important parts about what we're going to talk about. I so, think that's a good idea. So gentlemen, Steve, Carlos, thanks for being in studio with us today. Thank you. Great to be here. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, Arlington Bridge Builders a little bit for people who aren't familiar with that. So as we get started, I think to kind of set where we're going today in this conversation, either one of you, it's fine. Could you kind of sort of describe what you say the mission, Carlos, of Arlington Bridge Builders is? Some of your activities that you're involved in and maybe some of the ways that you partner with other people. Mm. Thank you for the question. Thank you for the invitation. So um, honored to be here. And Arlington Bridge Builders is simply an idea to connect the body of Christ for the sake of serving the poor. Mm. In Arlington, Virginia, we have about 95 evangelical churches. And uh, sadly, we... We know this to be the reality. We, we don't always know how to play together or how Truth. to serve together Truth. for a common cause. Yes. So that's what Arlington Bridge Builders is trying to do is to create a bridge between the church and the church, the church with means, with the church with not a lot of means, mm. between the church and the poorest of the poor, between the church and the part church, between the church and the adolescent culture. So there are so many bridges that could be built. And we are uh, in, i say, a word that I, I've been using lately, we're opportunity brokers. Yeah. We create oh, I like that word. Yeah. Word. 
We create opportunities for the body of Christ to find a tangible way to serve the community in a manner that no single church could do on their own. And longtime listeners of the show will understand immediately why there's a connection between Arlington Bridge Builders and One Heart DC specifically, because that's the goal to create those connections. There are so many uh, churches out there in the DMV area, the Washington metro area, and finding that way to bridge the gap between the churches so that the common cause of the gospel can be moved at a greater way. The gospel saturation we talked about, it's really, really key. Now, uh, about 10 years ago or so, uh, Joel White, he was the founder of this, and Carlos, you're somewhat the new executive director of that, so I'm excited to hear about some of the vision that God's placed in your heart to place this out. But there is a vision statement if you go to arlingtonbridge.org, and that's your website. I encourage people to be doing that right now. If you're listening while you're driving, don't do that while you're driving. But, you know, if you're uh, listening from home or you're podcasting, go to arlingtonbridge.org. One of the things that it says there is that, uh, quote, you desire to see a thriving and unified body of of Christ. Now, I'm going to say that every evangelical pastor church group that I've met, they say that. Um, but help us understand not just what that desire is, but in, in your vision that God has placed in your heart, what does a unified body of Christ actually look like? And then once we get there, we'll get to the place where we talk about, well, how do we get there? Mm-hmm. Thank you. So there's this is an offshoot of the Bano Brothers, which is a vision that Steve King and others have had to be able to uh, connect, uh, create a, a safe place for pastors and and ministry leaders to come together in the spirit of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And out of the same uh, idea, we want to be able to come together to serve in tangible ways. And you're right; it, it is easier said than done. And we rely a lot on. The power of the relationship, or uh, you know, the we look for uh, to build influence by building. Compa- uh, friendships with pastors and community leaders, and then we seek to bring them together. Yeah. Yesterday, uh, we had an event. Uh, I mean, uh, last Tuesday, and we had about twenty-two people representing different faith communities, and we came together to break bread together because I am Latino in case you couldn't tell by my accent and we I thought you were <laughs> Irish man <laughs> so the, the way that you become a brother is by breaking bread together so we yeah. did that and it was a fabulous time yeah, that's got great to that's be great one another pray for one another but Amen. also talk about the the critical needs that the community has yeah. Sure. Now, yeah. Steve, I want to turn to you for a second for our audience um, who may be WAVA listeners all the time. Before you transitioned to Pastor Meredith uh, there at Cherrydale, you were right here on this station, I think, for 23 years, uh, if, if that serves me correctly. And so I say this with, with absolute respect. You are what we would refer to as one of the city fathers when it comes to yes. the pastoral ministry yes. in the Washington metro area. I, I could think a Amen. lot of them that fall in that category, but you are clearly one of, of those men. And I think there's some power in the fact that you're involved in this, that it's not just talking about a desire, but practically as someone who's been in the trenches, who know what it's like to pastor the local church, but also pastor the community together with other local churches and other pastors. How do we get over, how do we get to not just having this as an idea that we're working together, but how do we actually, in your opinion, what are some key things that need to happen to begin actually accomplishing that vision? 
key thing is pastors really knowing each other and loving yes. each other yes. with a gospel-centered base. Mm. So this was birthed out of the band of brothers yeah. that meets every Wednesday morning, 7.30 to 9. We've been doing it for 29 and years. And that's a group of pastors, right? It's they gather together? pastors and parachurch leaders. Uh, and that is to build a safe place. We share the scripture, share visions. It's confidential. And out of that, pastors form relationships and feel safe serving together. I think that's a you good were a word. young pastor, brother, when you started that, I weren't was. you? <laughs> right. But I, I think there's something to be said, and there are a lot of statistics we can talk about when it comes to pastoral tenure, and we could talk about that why it tends to be as short as it can be or is if we look at it. But I think something to be said of someone who's faithful. How long did you serve as a lead pastor there at uh, Cherrydale? Thirty-six years. Okay, I knew it was inching close to forty in that way, but I wanted to let you put that number in there that there's something to be said like I've, I've been in the trenches i know where you are as the t- uh, the pastor who's been there for two years or the pastor been there 20 years and that this is god's value this is what god wants to happen no matter where you are in this process and breaking this down now carlos when we look at arlington arlington is a very big area but it still struck me amazing when you mentioned that just in arlington there are 95 evangelical churches I was thinking the same thing now, that's yes. pretty powerful yes. stuff yeah. yet the unique needs and uh the differing sort of nations that are represented, ethnicities and races that are represented in Arlington means that we need to engage all of those churches to reach them all for the gospel. Can you sort of describe a little bit about what Arlington and the areas that you're trying to build bridges in look kind of as a mission field, some of the unique maybe needs that happen in that particular place and demographic and geography that God has called you to? Great question. I I think that uh, somebody told me one time that you got to think globally, Mm -hmm. but act Locally, yes. Yeah. And, yes. You know, it's a statement that has gone around for a while. But I think that in Arlington, you can afford the opportunity to act locally and touch the globe because we have over 130 languages spoken in our schools, wow. particularly in South Arlington. So the world has come to us. And when you touch somebody with the gospel, you, that person is connected to whatever part of the world they come from. So the influence in a uh, you know, I wouldn't say Arlington is that big. It's uh, 30, 26 square miles, but we have 260,000 people or so, and you have it, it kind of in a, in a small, a smaller place than the average. You have great diversity and great opportunities to touch the world. Uh, mm. Jesus said, love God with all your mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor. We believe that you cannot love your neighbor un- unless you know the neighbor. So one of the key ideas of Arlington Bridge Builders is to create an opportunity for you to know your neighbor. I love that. You know, it's really interesting when you think about Matthew 28 and when Jesus gave what we naturally call the Great Commission, says go into all the world. There was a very specific methodology of how that had to happen roughly in AD 32 that looks completely different almost 2,000 years later. You can literally go and reach the whole world by going two blocks in Arlington and the impact it might have not only in the culture there, but as they take the message of the gospel back to their particular country of influence in that way. And so that's that's a powerful way to remember just how global. Globally, we work now in uh, in this world, actually on this earth, between internet connections, but not just internet and connecting people that way. Your neighbors right around you has an opportunity, and and so as you've been doing this and thinking globally, but acting locally, and obviously having a global impact in doing that, you've been doing some interesting things. One of the things. Um, 
the Artisan Bridge Builders has been doing as of late that I'm told is that your pastors and your leaders have been going on restaurant outreaches. Now, I have to tell you, when I read that, it caught my attention because I like to eat, right? I probably need to eat less, uh, but restaurant outreaches sound like I'm totally... most if, of us, brother. I'm not sure if it is what I think it is because I'm like, man, if you're saying go out to a restaurant and eat, I'm, I'm all in. What does that mean, though, specifically? Yes. Uh, well, that, that is a very exciting proposition. We call them taco crawls. Taco crawls. And it's, uh, the idea is to go from from local restaurant to local restaurant Mm -hmm. and experience some authentic food. But at the same time, we invite an immigrant to tell their story. And uh, one way that we can validate uh, the immigrant in our midst is by listening to their story, where they came from, where they're going, and Mm -hmm. then we get to pray for them. And we have had about over 100 people participate on them. And it has been a, a creative date opportunity. We do them every Monday or Tuesday. And anybody's welcome to come and join us. We have between 10 and 16 people because these are small restaurants that cannot handle a large crowd. Sure, sure. Yeah. That, that creates a sense of intimacy and it, uh, it, it gives you a chance to also hear where God is at work so you can join him in that work. Yeah, and you know, a little bit of plug for a show coming up in a few weeks. We're going to have someone here from the Evangelical Immigration Table talking about uh, this issue in maybe a more global way than what you're talking about right now. But clearly, God has brought the world into the metro area and presents us opportunities. One of the questions that we like to ask often on the show is when uh, you've gone out and done something like this, tell us maybe something like what some of the fruit that you're seeing, Steve, from these uh, restaurant outreaches. And I'm sure it's more than a, just an expanded waistline. I'm sure there's there's more to it than that. I attended one with uh, a couple of guys from the church I invited to come, and both of those men caught the vision and have reached out to Carlos and want to be engaged. And they've mm-hmm. turned around and told others the takeaway on the way home was I just stepped into a new world mm. and I saw the world from somebody else's perspective who lives in my community. You know, that's a really interesting thing that it's we can live in a community with people, but if I hear you properly, we can technically live in a different world in the same community. And what does it look like to place yourself in their experiences, place yourself, and then not change the gospel? I want to be really clear about that, but contextualize the gospel in a way yes. that yes. knows how to connect at their starting point instead of maybe my starting point exactly. uh, in, in that way. I think it's really, really powerful. You know, Brian, I've, I've had the privilege while working for WAVA in Salem, I have the amazing privilege to, to travel around this globe to a lot of different places. And, and, and every place that I've gone to, I've met really good people. But this, man, this, the world does come to us, yes. doesn't it? it so does. we're so blessed here to have folk that, and Steve said it right, man, to learn from them. Mm-hmm. But be able to share the gospel, not watered down, not changed, but to share the gospel in a different context and know where they're coming from instead of they're having to see where we're coming from. Mm. That's, that's invaluable. The Carlos has set this up. It's a small group. You drive around, you enter a restaurant, learn that, and then you hear the personal testimony of somebody who's an immigrant, Mm -hmm. and you step into their world, their brother or sister in Christ from a different culture, different language, different background, 
and I found it's uniting the body of Christ and birthing new visions. Yeah. Amen. That's Amen. Good. If I could add uh, one more thing is that uh, the future of church ministry and parachurch ministry is now homogeneous. And Amen. I think every culture Amen. knows that, but Amen. we don't you know, we don't always act on that. We're not we're not uh, growing in our cultural awareness. So here's an opportunity to in a non-guilt driven way, a creative way to to be able to connect somebody uh, from a different culture because we have to earn the right to be heard. And if we're committed to discipleship for the for the long haul, it starts with the relationship. People are not going to come to church because we have even a great sermon or we have a good flyer or we, we boast of a good program. They would come because somebody invites them to participate Amen. in it. Amen. So what we do, with no agenda except the kingdom agenda, agenda of Jesus of going where people are at, earning the right to be heard, and then being able to tell them about the gospel and then eventually invite them to mm-hmm. our community of faith. So there are great opportunities to be able to serve this community. Some of the people we invite are not regular church attenders, yeah. and we can yeah. change that. You know, there's a theme I think I'm hearing through just about everything, whether it was at Band of Brothers or whether it's at Arlington Bridge Builders and the things that happened, that relationship is really the launching point for connection going deeper into the understanding of the world around us and understanding what the gospel means in people's lives. And and I don't want to put words in your mouth, Steve. I just want to make sure that I'm following this because one of the questions I think that people have is, is this idea of Arlington Bridge Builders or organizations like that, One Heart DC. It's really good on paper. Right. And um, the idea, well, we need to establish relationships, but getting from here to there, how did actually you get from the beginning, so to speak, to this place? What came about? How have you overcome the natural barriers that can come sometimes between competitiveness in churches and organizations, cultural differences inside of churches and organizations to get to the point and say, we understand the differences, but what unifies us is much greater than that couple of th- foundational things and th- this flew out of the band of brothers and there there's two foundations one it's consistently meeting for relationship and two it's gospel centered mm-hmm. because if you put anything else in the center you'll be threatened by one another right but the gospel yes. alone will pull you together and force you to listen to the other guy. I love what you said there because that's not just an application for amongst other pastors and churches that if you put anything else in the center other than the gospel, Jesus Christ, what he means and what it means to our life, there will always be a threat. There will always be a threat to living out the life that Jesus wants us to live to, whether it's our employment, whether it's our, you know, family, which are those are good things. Right. And I think the enemy's really good at trying to substitute something that is good for that, which is best uh, in that way. And so I I love hearing about some things. One of the things that the Arlington Band of Brothers uh, that sort of connected with Arlington Bridge Builders has uh, this tradition that's coming up uh, for Good Friday. And we're not far out from that time of year right now. Right now, we're always thinking about that, I think, no matter what time of year is, but it's getting closer and closer. Um, tell us a little bit about what happens in the details of that gathering. It's an exciting report. Last year, we had our biggest attendant ever, and we broke fire code and all of that. This year, we're having over. Just for the record, we should never say on radio that we break fire code. But wait, wait, it's there. We've that. said it now. Yeah. You didn't hear it. I'm out. <laughs> so This year, we've planned well in advance. We have overflow space and a huge response from the Band of Brothers. I've 
ask them in advance if they're coming and how mm-hmm. many. So we'll be, we come together to celebrate around the cross and do it in a way where we take communion, hear each other's stories, and you look around and say, look, this is my brother and sister in Christ right here in the same community. I, I'm always excited whenever I hear about that and hear the stories that uh, that come out of that. And I'm, I'm excited as I continue to hear more stories about Arlington Bridge Builders. Uh, maybe share a story for our listeners. Again, that's something they love to hear is uh, a story of a transformation in a life or, or fruit and that sort of thing. That's happened specifically because of how God's called you into work together this way. Mm. I can think of one story uh, of, uh, so Arlington Bridge Builders, uh, and I will say that most churches are committed to the knowing, growing, and going, mm-hmm. at least in their statement of faith or vision casting or values. And many of us are good at the knowing, right, right theology, good preaching, or the growing, mm-hmm. a small group leading, but struggle with the going. So in Arlington Bridge Builders, we're all about the go without sacrificing the theology or, or anything. So we give away over 50,000 pounds of food every year and every time somebody comes and gets some food is prayed for somebody tells them about the gospel we do a benevolent fund that we actually want to grow it so because we're only touching the tip uh, but one uh, example that we had around christmas was this lady that attended charity baptist and she was on her way to goodwill to drop off some toys that her daughter uh, wanted to give away, and they heard about Arlington Bridge Builders. They called us, and found out, and we found out that there was another family that didn't didn't have a father in the home in South Arlington. And this girl was able to connect very few years apart with a girl from South Arlington, and they became instant friends. They, mm. they even sang a song together. Wow. They they were playing together. So it was a good transition of toys uh, from one girl to the next. And this girl who doesn't have a father in the home, who's been raised by a single mom and her grandma, experienced the gospel in a very tangible way and, and was able to find some found somebody that cared deeply for her and this family that gave the toy was really impacted uh, because now a relationship was established between somebody uh, that we would consider the least amongst them with somebody that had the means and um, and it, it was able to this mom was was so excited that her daughter yeah. was able to experience hands-on what generosity looks like. I think that emphasis, again, that you brought out, we're talking about a lot of churches, that it's a fairly common statement where knowing, growing, and then going, they say it. But the end part, we often leave off. I had a mentor one time that described that problem as being Christian bobbleheads, really big heads, all kinds of knowledge and idea, pretty big as far as waist size. When we get down to the feet, they're really, really small. Uh, and that, you know, Jesus says to work out our salvation. That has a lot of implications in that. But one of them is, is that it's not just about what we know. It's about what we let transform our life and from what we live. Now, if someone uh, wants to be in, get interested, maybe a leader who's in the Arlington area, I'm assuming they could go uh, right to ArlingtonBridge.org. Is that right? They can, or they can directly send me a message. C Dimas, D-I-M-A-S, 1218 at gmail.com. And we are, we, we will take it from there. Yeah, exactly. So whether they want to get involved or whether they just want to pick some people's brains and say, I'm not near Arlington, but man, I'm moved by what God has done through these men and women involved in this process. And I want to kind of reproduce that, so to speak, uh, out in where particular area that you might be listening from in the WAVA listening area. It's always so refreshing for us to hear that the church 
Um, all along, Jesus has asked us to be this. But man, when we hear it, it's powerful that when the church has become his hands and his feet, and we're going out there and serving others and, and building bridges between, I, I hate to say that we have to do that, but we do, don't we? Mm-hmm. And we have to do it a lot, don't yeah, we? Yeah, it has um, to be so intentional. We, it doesn't happen by accident. Absolutely. So thank you both. God bless you. Folks, if you want to hear more, if you, if you want to learn more, excuse me, go to arlingtonbridge.org. That's arlingtonbridge.org. If you want to listen to this again, you can go to goodnewsforthecity.com, goodnewsforthecity.com. Another way is wava.com. WAVA.com, put in the keyword good news and look under our podcast. You can listen to this again, or you can call me, Dennis, here at WAVA 703-807-2266. That's 703-807-2266. They'll get a real live person if they call that, right? They'll get a real live yeah, person. His name's Dennis. If you're old school, man. That's right. If you're old school. You know school. what I mean. I you know. know. Or old school. Yeah. You yeah. know. We're yeah. going to retire yeah, yeah. that joke eventually, I know, but not finally. soon. Yeah. But yeah, let's go with it, man. All right, guys, thanks. God bless y'all. Hey, folks, we'll see you again next week. Week. And remember, before we see you again, it's always the gospel that makes a way. God bless y'all.